Thank you very much. All right. Give your Bibles. Turn to Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. And I want to preach this morning on how to have hope. And we live in a very hopeless society. Uh, last three weeks, I've talked to quite a few people over the phone or uh, in person, not from our church. And uh, one man said that he had not been out of his house for three entire weeks. One man said that um, we live in uncertain times, and we do. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He said, I'm scared. He was just being honest. I've talked to quite a few Christians, and they said, Pastor, I'm just hanging on. Maybe that's your testimony this morning. I'm just uh, uh, hoping for the Lord to come back. Folks, what if Jesus doesn't come back during your lifetime? I want to preach on hope and how to get hope. And hope isn't found at Walmart and it's not found underneath the tree. Hope is found in God Almighty. Now there's a different definition of hope in the Bible. We say, I hope it snows. I hope that's not you, all right? I hope it doesn't snow. Or you're thinking, I hope I get a certain Christmas present for Christmas. Wishful thinking. The Bible talks about hope as being confidence. I know Jesus Christ is coming again because he said he would. And our hope is based upon the promises of Almighty God. I realize that things may not be good down here, but after we're, we live this life down here, we're going to heaven if you're saved. We have that hope, that blessed hope that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. So biblical hope is a lot different than regular hope. This is a prayer that Paul is praying for others. I want to encourage you, if you have children, pray this prayer for your kids. Pray it for your husband. Pray it for your wife. Pray it for relatives. Uh, this is a prayer that all of us, we need to uh, practice this in our lives. If I'd ask you this morning, do you have hope? Some of you say, well, pastor, I, I don't know. And uh, I'm thankful there's a God of all hope. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful this morning that you're still the God of hope. And Lord, if we have any hope, it's because of you. And I pray, Lord, that you would guide my lips my thoughts this morning. Lord, I want to be a help. I want to be a blessing. And I believe there's someone here this morning that needs to hear this message. And Father, perhaps there's someone that is a little discouraged, overwhelmed. And uh, Lord, we live in very unusual times. I ask, Lord, that you would uh, take your word this morning and apply it to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but it's fun to watch a younger couple when they fall in love. And they got that twinkle in their eye and, uh, uh, you know, they want to spend all their time together. And I've had many of them ask me this in uh, premarital counseling. How come uh, older couples don't hold hands all the time? I said, you'll get there too. Yeah. And uh, what, when, one man asked me this before he got married. He said, how come... Uh, when they, you know, you've been married for a long time, and, and I see these older people, the men are in the front seat of the car, and the ladies are in the back seat of the car. How come? I said, it's better than me in the trunk of the car. 
And then that twinkle in the eye. But one thing that kind of cracks me up is, uh, you know, they're dating and they haven't gotten to that stage of getting engaged yet. And they, uh, maybe the guy will uh, take a jackknife and he'll initial their uh, uh, initials into the bark of the tree. And then they break up. What's worse than that is when a lady gets a tattoo. And it says, Susan loves Jack forever. And then she can't stand Jack anymore. And I'm thinking, what do you do? You just put a line through it? And you... <laughs> There's only one person that sticks with us. And he promises us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And that's God Almighty. He has the power and the love and the ability to fulfill that promise. God is with you right now. God is always with us. And he'll always love us with an everlasting love. And the God that says he'll never leave us nor forsake us says, I am the God of hope. And I want to encourage you this morning in the area of hope. And I trust that after the end of this message, you'll learn how to get hope and how to uh, share hope with others because we live in a very hopeless society. I was texting Doug Richards yesterday and I was just asking him how his surgery went and how he was doing with recuperating. Had he started preaching yet? He said, no, not yet. He says, I'm facing a hand surgery. And I said, Doug, this has been a tough year. He said, yes, I had a hip surgery. He said, I totaled my car. Uh, he said, I had open heart surgery and now hand surgery and the coronavirus. And I said, I hope 2021 is much better for you. And I'm sure all of us were thinking, I hope 2021 is much better than 2020 has been. I don't know about you, but... Uh, when Christmas comes, and uh, I don't know if you open your gifts Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, uh, but uh, I know in our family, my wife, if there's a really good gift, she saves it for last. Now, how many of you do that when you exchange gifts? Okay. Because uh, she says, no, 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 you can't open that yet. you got to wait till last. And she's more excited than I am. And if I have a good gift for her or for the kids, I'm more excited than they are. And uh, this is an exciting gift, the gift of hope. I want you to take some notes this morning because I believe you can learn how to receive hope. And even as Christians, many times we don't have hope. We're just hanging on. And we listen to the news and we're uh, in despair and depression. I believe there are two negative emotions that all of us deal with that we don't want to deal with. And that would be discouragement and anxiety discouragement and anxiety first of all we see the provider of hope the provider of hope does this verse describe you this morning are you one that's hopeful abounding in hope the provider of hope now the god of hope the god of hope 143 people every day in america and this statistic was taken years ago they take their life because they have no hope. It's a lot worse today. And folks, maybe you get to that point in your life where you feel like, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so discouraged. Now the God of hope. Now folks, I don't know of any believer that puts his hope totally in God. We say that we have hope in God, 
when we put our hope in other things. Our hope cannot be found in the government. Our hope cannot be found in the White House. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. Our hope is in God. Our hope is not found in possessions. And here's the problem. Either you're hoping to get something. You're hoping to get rich. You're hoping to uh, get a new job. You're hoping to get over your health issues. It may, you may, it may never happen. But your hope is not found in those things. Your hope is found in Jesus Christ. If you are suffering from discouragement and anxiety, it's because your hope is not in God. Then there's the other false trap that we fall into. And that is when we get whatever we think will bring hope, it doesn't provide hope for us. It might be graduating from high school. You think, you know, if I graduate from high school, I'll be happy. And graduate from high school, you find out you're in the real world. And you wish you were back in high school. And then there's that false security. You think, well, if I could just get married, then I'd be happy. You get married, you're not happy. Because you're trying to find other things to provide your hope. Our hope is found in God. He is the source of hope, the object of hope, the originator of hope. And folks, I've learned this. I better find my hope in God because nothing else will provide hope like God will. We are depressed and fearful when we put our trust in something other than God. So this morning, have you been discouraged this last week? Where have you placed your hope? In Psalm 38, verse 15, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. In Psalm 130, verse 5, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. See, hope is found in God. And only in God. In chapter 15 of Romans chapter, or 15, in verse 12, it talks about how we need to put our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and how Paul says that uh, you're not going to have hope. Hope after you die if you don't put your trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you die without Jesus Christ, you'll spend all eternity in hell. People are afraid. Death is facing and staring them in the eyes. And I'm thankful our hope is found in God. And you realize if you're saved this morning that you're on your way to heaven. Paul mentions hope in the book of Romans more than any other book in, that he's wrote, he wrote. Because you realize that hope is something that goes along with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Several weeks ago, I was witnessing to an electrician that was here. And uh, he said, you know, it's scary out there. And this is what that man said. He said, no, two things are certain. Number one, death, and number two, taxes. Now, people believe they're going to die, but they don't know, and they don't believe they're going to die in their lifetime. Because death happens to everybody else. This is what the psalmist said in Psalm 42, verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. You ever talk to yourself? Why am I so discouraged? Why am I so overwhelmed? You know what the psalmist concluded? Because I'm hoping in something else.
I'm not hoping in God. Now we see the product of hope in verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Now Paul tells us this. If my trust is in God alone, God will fill me with all joy and peace. We all desire joy and peace. You think about the Christmas season, joy and peace. We want it. God said the only way you can have joy and peace if you find it in me. Now here's our problem. We're all searching for joy and peace and we think that if we had this certain object we'll have happiness and if this would work out we could be joyful. And sometimes we think I'll never be joyful because my circumstances will never change. Instead of pursuing joy and peace, pursue God. Because the byproduct of God is joy and peace. Paul tells us now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You see, God is not stingy. He wants to fill you with all joy and peace. Wouldn't it be wonderful this morning if you came into this auditorium filled with hope, joy, and peace? And the only way that we can have joy and peace in our hearts is if we believe what the Bible says about God Almighty. That God is good to everyone. That God is the creator of this universe. That God is in control. He's sovereign. That God cares about you. And the trials that you are going through, you're going through the trials for a reason. Because your God is your heavenly Father. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. So what is joy? Biblical joy is the inner delight in God and his sure promises that give us comfort and contentment in every trial. It comes from knowing that our sovereign God will work all things out. This is a kind of joy that you can receive even when you're going through trials in life. It's not based upon your circumstances. It's based upon God. Folks, this morning... God never changes. You know, when I get up tomorrow morning, God will be the same. Our country may not be the same. I may not be the same. My circumstances may not be the same. But my God will be the same. My God will still be a God of love. My God will still be in control. My God will still be my source of hope. And his son will be the way to heaven. Now, what is peace? Biblical peace is the inner contentment and freedom from crippling anxiety and fear that overwhelms us. Now, this kind of peace that God says, I'll give you. I'll fill you with peace. Now, David said in the book of Psalms, when I am afraid, I will trust in God. And I believe that we experience fear but when our minds and thoughts and our focus is upon God, we're not going to experience fear. Because God says, I will fill you with all peace. The opposite of peace is anxiety. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. 
Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, be careful, don't worry about anything. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known, to, known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, should keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. A few verses before verse 15, verse 4, more than a few, but verse 4 it says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now folks, this morning, God is the God of all hope. And the word patience means steadfastness. It means not to quit, not to give up, to remain under. God's given us his word to give us hope. Christmas season is a very trying time for many. Many people get depressed during the Christmas time. They get overwhelmed. Especially if they have a loved one that passed away in the last year. And they have all these memories, these great memories of gathering around the tree in the morning with the kids and the kids are all grown up and they're out of the house now. And there's this loneliness. I'm thankful that God tells us that he's always with us. And our hope needs to be found in God Almighty. As a Christian, you're never alone. Never alone. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Because God promises us hope. We're never alone. He's always with us. Verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Do you ever feel overwhelmed with temptation? Do you ever feel like, Lord, it's not fair. Why would you allow so much temptation to come into my life? So many bad things, so many trials. You turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You know, God is saying to you, I'm the way. My son's the way. There's one door, just like there's one door to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And when there's temptations and trials, we better trust in God because if we don't trust in God, we're going to be overwhelmed. We're not going to have hope. Encouragement during weakness. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Encouragement when facing tough decisions. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, that's all of us. Let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. No wonder the psalmist said in Psalm 71, verse 5, For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. Folks, this morning, your hope is in God. And only in God. And Paul says if your hope is in God. 
He will fill your heart with all joy and peace. See, God is not stingy. God is a generous giver. And he gives and he gives and he gives. Notice what it says in Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope. So how do I get this hope? I have to believe what the Bible says about God. I have to believe that God is for me. I have to believe that God loves me. I have to believe in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for my good and for the glory of God. I have to believe that if I'm going to have hope. Then notice what Paul says. That you believe you may abound in hope. What the word abound means? To overflow in hope. When people spend time with you, do they leave more encouraged or discouraged? When they're around you and they have a conversation with you and your family is around you, do they like to be around you because you're a hopeful person? Or are you a negative person? No, you get around the unsaved and the very negative. But sometimes as Christians, we don't have our eyes on God. Peter, in 1 Peter 3.15, says this, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Wow. What Peter's saying, then say when you're at work, they ought to come to you and say, you know what? There's something different about you. People are scared. People don't know what to do during this pandemic. And, and you've got this hope. Where do you get it from? And you can point to God and say, it's because of God. I'm not a great person, but I serve a great God. And the Bible says that God will fill us with all joy and peace. We'll be content. Because why did God create us? He created us because he loves us. And he created us for fellowship. And our fellowship can only be found in God Almighty. People let you down. Things will let you down. We know that by now. Our whole life we're chasing soap bubbles. And we think if I could just have this, I'd be happy. I'll have hope. And it doesn't provide hope. Only God provides hope. We see the provider of hope, the products of hope, but then we see the power of hope. This is not hope that is generated by your discipline or by your Christian walk with the Lord or your hard work. This hope is produced only by the Holy Spirit of God. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. If you're saved this morning, the Holy Spirit lives in your heart. And sometimes we think, well, the Holy Spirit, 
I, I just don't need, need the Holy Spirit. I need His filling. Just when I do the work of the ministry, we need the Holy Spirit all the time. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Folks, if hope is missing your life, it's because you're not relying upon the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the difference between a rowboat and a motorboat? I've been on both many times. Last time I was on a rowboat, we're out in the middle of the lake, and I'm thinking, oh, Lynn, maybe you need to start paddling. I don't think we can get back. I mean, it was much easier getting out to the middle of the lake. In my, my, after I was rolling for a while, my wife said, I don't think we're moving. I said, be quiet. Man. What does a motorboat do? You start it up, and uh, you don't have to put any effort into it. I, folks, the Christian life can only be lived through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And if there's ever a time when we should have hopeful Christians, it's today. In a world full of people without hope. Because they're without Christ. And when we put our hope in this government, when we put our hope in the economy, when we put our hope in our jobs, and when we put our hope in our marriages, we're going to be greatly disappointed. Our hope can only be found in God Almighty. And when you have your hope in God Almighty, He will fill you with all peace and joy. We all desire peace and joy. Hope is believing that you have a future after your losses. George Mueller, who trusted God throughout his life, at one time he had 2,000 orphans to feed, clothe, shelter. Never once did he advertise his needs. He just told God about it. That's what George Mueller said. Remarkable faith. George Mueller said, the first thing I do in the morning is to find my delight in God. It'll change your life. You'll be a hopeful person. If you spent the first part of your day just analyzing, okay, today is not about me, it's about God. My God is in control. My God loves me even though he knows everything about me. My God cares about me more than anyone else cares about me. I'm going to put my hope in God Almighty. And then the psalmist says, That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the... I promise you, when you watch the television, when you look at your smartphone, you're going to be overwhelmed and discouraged. Because that won't bring you hope. God will bring you hope. Psalm 42, verse 5, the psalmist says, Why art thou cast down? So David said, What's wrong with me? I'm saved. What's wrong with me? I'm discouraged. I'm overwhelmed. He says, Oh, my son, why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for thy help of his countenance. David realized there had to be a, a, an adjustment done. Perhaps he was concerned about Absalom. Perhaps he was fearful. 
When we get our eyes off God, we will experience fear and anxiety and depression. In 1931, Jane White, at the end of her life, 10 years before this, her husband, a famous Scottish pastor, had passed away. She was overwhelmed by the moral decay by what was going on in her country. Very discouraged. One evening she was invited to eat dinner with several Christians and one man could sense her discouragement. And he said, what is your greatest concern? And she said, I'm preparing to die. She'd really give it up. There was no goals in her life. She just wanted to go to heaven. She wanted to be with her husband. She'd given up hope. He said, why don't you prepare to live? I really hit her that night. Because she had kind of given up. And maybe that's where you are this morning. You're saying, hey, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know if 2021 will be even any better. I just can't wait for Jesus to come. God is the God of all hope. And this Jane White then, she decided she was going to help out in her church. And she led a couple of missions teams. And people got saved and Jane White realized, you know what, God has me on this earth for a reason. And if I'm alive, God has a plan for my life and a purpose. Folks, he's the God of all hope. You're looking in the wrong direction if you've given up hope. Are you full of hope? There's a song at the cross. And it concludes with these cheerful words, and now I am happy all the day. Now if that's you, let me know afterwards because that's not me, all right? I am happy all the day. You know, as Christians, we're going to be discouraged. We're going to be experience fear. But if we keep our eyes on God, he will fill us with all joy and peace. Need hope? I do. People around us need to know that we have hope. Our hope is found in God. 